We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Thursday night, Knicks, CP the Franchise checking in. Another edition of Knicks Offseason Central presented by Manscaped. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. Tonight's episode, we're going to talk about uh, Knicks news. The Knicks have signed GM Scott Perry to a two-year extension. So Ninja P returns. And uh, not really surprising to anybody. It was also noted uh, earlier in in the season that uh, the Knicks were planning to bring him back. Uh, But today they make it official. Today they have signed GM Scott Perry to a two-year extension. How do we feel about it? Give me a call, 657-383-1509. Knicks Fan TV Discord is also up and running. So let me know what you guys think about it. What do I think about it? I I think it's a mixed bag. My thoughts are are indifferent. I'm not against it. I'm not necessarily for it. it. I'm indifferent. I think Perry, when Perry was brought in here in 2017, he came in from the Kings. Uh, highly touted for for a guy that had uh, you know a, a superb reputation around the league. He was well connected. Uh, a guy who was was known to be disciplined in terms of his philosophy, in terms of team building, and a guy that was well-connected. And so I thought it was a good uh, pickup by the Knicks at that time. Obviously, we were always in chaos, so having somebody like Perry to come in and set the table, I thought w- was a good move. And it was a mixed bag since he's gotten here. I mean, when he got here, you know, we still had Hornacek as the coach. They would trade Carmelo, first order of business. They trade Carmelo to the Thunder, get back Ennis Cantor, Doug McDermott, Doug McBuckets, and a second round pick. That second round pick we'll talk about in a second. They traded for Emmanuel Moutier, the two would end up being the tank commander. All right, so that wasn't a great move. But look, the Moutier deal, I mean, it, it was a low risk move. You know, getting rid of McBuckets, who I thought. Uh, you know, underperform here during his time with the Knicks. Now they're talking about possibly signing him this offseason after a good season with uh, with the Pacers. But, you know, the Moody deal, I thought it was a low-risk move. We were looking for a, a solid option at the point guard. They were trying to reclaim his, his, uh, 
his his career, resurrect his career rather. And, you know, they, they, they made a low-risk move. But ultimately, Moutier was a tank commander, as we all know. And that would end up getting us RJ. Um, draft. No, Fizdale. They bring in Fizdale. I thought they should have went with Budenholzer. He's now uh, walking down Milwaukee in the championship parade today. World championship head coach. Had a great season with the Hawks. Great tenure with the Hawks. And they ended up passing on him and going with Fizdale. We all know how that turned out. Now, again, with these moves, how much is it on Perry? How much is it on Mills, Dolan, you know, the whole regime? It's hard to really pinpoint. So that's why I say for me it's a mixed bag and I'm very indifferent because it's hard without really being in the room and in the war room in terms of whose influence reigns supreme when these decisions are made. It's hard to really put it on one guy or the other, but... We, we do that. You know, the, the record is what it is. The, 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 the transactions are what they are. He's part of it. You're certainly responsible uh, for whatever goes down. And so they didn't go Budenholzer. They went Fisdale. That, that was a disaster. We know that. We go to the draft. Draft blunder in, in his first tenure. He goes with Knox with the eighth pick. We all know there were better options available. For some reason, they were blown away by Knox's workouts. Cal Bridges was the safest pick to me. You had Shea Gilgis Alexander, who, who should have been an option, knowing that, knowing that this regime was not high on Frank as a future point guard. That was evident even when they brought Moody in here. Shea Gilgis Alexander was an option. And then, of course, you have Michael Porter Jr., who was also an option, who many GMs had passed on in that draft, including Jerry West, the logo, passed on him twice. So uh, there was a lot of question marks there. In terms of in terms of Michael Porter Jr., but McCall Bridges was definitely the pick in my book. So the first round was a knock, but then second round, that second round pick who they acquired in the Mellow trade turned out to be the Block Nest monster, Mitchell Robinson, fan favorite, the Block Nest monster, which was a good deal. You had Isozo who got picked up as an undrafted free agent, had a great rookie season, almost hit the 50-40-90 club. They would end up trading him, or, or uh, I think I so so uh, got released. So, you know, he had a, he had a good rookie season for us. Came in as an undrafted free agent, uh, but it just didn't work out. The KP trade, complete disaster. How much is that on Perry, Mills, Dolan? I thought the whole thing was botched. And I thought they could have gotten more for KP in return, in return for KP. I thought that the whole gamble that they took, I called it the Doyle Brunson, right? They went in with a 10-2 hand, gambling that they were going to get these two uh, uh, max contracts, and they got nothing. I thought it was a terrible mistake. You know, can't take that back. But again, is that on Mills? How much is that on Perry? Dolan? It's hard to say, but Perry was a part of that. Disaster. But ultimately, they brought in Julius. Disastrous season last last season. Came back strong this year. Led the team to the playoffs. Fourth seed in the East. They, they would end up drafting RJ. Number three pick in the draft. In, in tandem with Julius. Leads his team to his first playoff berth in eight years. So once Mills is gone... You have that 
in between time where Perry's manning the ship solo dolo before Leon gets here. And what does he do? He takes Marcus Morris, a player who was acquired on a one-year balloon contract, flips him, which he should have done, to the Clippers. They get back Mo Harkless in exchange, plus a first-round pick and two twos. Could have they 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 could have almost gotten Terrence Mann in that deal, which would have been even icing on the cake. But they didn't get that. Nevertheless, that first round pick turned into IQ Emmanuel quickly, who should have a solid place in the rotation for years to come. So that's a hit. I thought the Morris trade was a hit. Um, you know, a lot of the beat would say that uh, Perry was was a big Peyton advocate we all know how that turned out and hopefully we won't have to see that happen again certainly a blunder in terms of Alfred Payton three losing seasons and again once Leon gets here they turn it around you know they make the right moves and turn it around they they have Bullock who was a who was a holdover Bullock had a had a very prominent role in getting this team to the playoffs Solid piece in the starting lineup. As I said, Julius, his turnaround. RJ, his contributions. They get Burks in here. Obviously, we know Rose was was primarily uh, Thibodeau's influence and, and Wes and Leon Rose. But, you know, Perry's certainly, certainly part of that. So, again, it, it's a mixed bag and, and it's very hard to pinpoint what exactly was his influence. I think I think the Moutier trade, um, cer- certainly he had a role in that. The the Peyton thing, and you, we know for sure that the Morris trade was his responsibility. We know for sure Morris trade was his responsibility. It was the right move. Obviously, the team was going nowhere. Morris was was the best player on the team last year, and he flips him, able to get quickly with the tw- number twenty five pick. So, here we are. I think on the, on the positive side, you know, I'm a fan of continuity and stability. And so far, obviously, with, with the with the success this team had this season, you I like the fact that they're bringing Perry back. Clearly, Leon Rose and, and World Wide West and these guys see value in keeping him as the GM. It was first thought that he was going to be retained because, remember, they, they had extended him for one year this year. And it seemed like it was sort of like a lame duck situation as he helped them you know part of the transition team he kind of helped them get acclimated to everything obviously Leon Rose being in this position for the first time staring through uncharted waters now they keep him for a two-year deal so clearly there's chemistry there they like how he works they like how he thinks we saw them all together at the at the combine Leon West Thibodeau Perry so clearly there's some harmony there in the front office, at least you may think. And, and that's evident in terms, of, uh, in, in terms of them signing him to a two-year extension. So as I said, for the sake of continuity, for the sake of stability for this franchise, I'm okay with it. In terms of his resume, what was his responsibility, what wasn't, it was a mixed bag. Again, the, the, the Knox pick was a mistake. No disrespect to Kev, that's my guy. But but I say that to say no GM is bad bad at a thousand in any sport. 
And again, another positive, they haven't mortgaged the future since they've been here. D- despite whiffing on a lot of in a, in a lot of ways, the the, the salary cap is intact is intact. We have a lot of draft assets to build with in the future. Flexibility. That's all you can ask for when you're building in sports. There's no guarantees with that flexibility. But nevertheless, having that flex flexibility is a good thing. And that certainly uh uh you know happened under Perry's watch or or during his tenure. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Well, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. How are you guys feeling about it? Call me up, 657-383-1509, or hit me up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Let's see, how how we feeling? Junior Karoma says it was a mistake. Junior, what do you mean, man? Call me up, Junior. Let me know what you're thinking, man. Junior says it was a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake, man. I don't think it was a mistake. All right, let's go to the phone and see what the people got to think. Jay from East New York. Jay, how you feeling, man? I'm good, CP. How you doing, brother? Good, man. Good. Well, honestly, I I think that this is a good move. This just means that, you know, we entrenched. That means that we got a plan going forward. Everybody is coming back. As far as the front office is concerned, this year – we we get an A plus plus. We made the playoffs. We full C. We had guys stepping up out of the woodwork, like the free agent signings. Everything was an A plus plus thing. So yeah. I'm glad that the front office is still intact. I just feel like let's just roll with it. You know what I'm saying? They only signed them for two more years. You know, 2023. That's a big free agency year. You know, so hopefully. You know, we play our cards right, and we continue to build on what we've been doing with the youth movement, keeping our draft picks, mm-hmm. making smart, frugal moves, not just going for the, you know, the 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 the, the big cat salary yeah. name, whatever you want to call it, the big name, just wasting money. We've been doing a lot of good things, and honestly, I I have to give Scott Perry some of that credit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to the draft. I'm looking forward to the off season. Go Knicks, man. We entrenched, yeah. and this just tells me we got our game plan and everybody ready and locked in. Yeah, same here. Same here, bro. Simple and plain, and thanks for the call, um, Jay. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Always appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate same me. here, man. It just seems to me, it tells me that, you know, they have their ducks in a row. They have their plan. They have their philosophy. Whether it works or not, time will tell, you know, but they're keeping things flexible. Obviously, they have a game plan in tow. They have their targets. They have their targets that they want at a certain price. Ultimately, they're going to have to make some moves. We know that. Ultimately, they're going to have to get some true talent in here. Whether that comes this offseason, I'm not so sure how, uh, you know, how much they, they you know, spend. But certainly next offseason, I think uh, they'll, be, they'll be ready to go. I think this offseason is going to be important to see what they do with the draft. Four draft picks. How many picks do they come out of the draft with? We had an excellent show last night. Shout out my guy Derek Murray, basketballnews.com. If you guys haven't caught that show, make sure you guys catch up on all of our draft Q&As, man. We had some very, very uh, expert analysis, excellent pot prospect breakdowns. I thought Derek was great. He, he gave us some some key intel, man. He said the Knicks are very high on Isaiah Jackson out of uh, out of Kentucky. 
the shot blocking big man out of Kentucky, which is very interesting. Obviously, with Mitchell Robinson already here, are they looking at Jackson as a potential insurance policy, as a replacement, as as a, as a complimentary piece? You know, coming off the bench, who knows? But according to him, Knicks want Isaiah Jackson. He was very emphatic with that. So we'll see what happens there as we are one week away from the NBA draft. This Sunday's night's podcast, David Zenon coming back to join us on the pod. So we'll talk to David about uh, some of the prospects that he likes. We'll continue the, the player review series as well. So make sure you guys are tuning in to, for that. We'll, we'll set the time later on this weekend. So just look out for that. Come back to Knicks Fan TV uh, on YouTube and check that out. Dan from New Jersey. Dan, how you feeling, man? Okay, okay. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> what's, what's good, bro? <laughs> how you feeling? Yeah, it was good, CC. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me get let me get to my room real quick. I'm actually in the living room. I didn't know you was going to get to me so this, fast. This guy but, calls uh, in and then puts me on hold. I'm, wait, I'm ready, man. You got to <laughs> be ready, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you, bro. Yeah. I like this move. I like this move. Um, I wasn't always the biggest Scott Perry fan. I'm pretty sure, like, most of us kind of agree, like, Steve Mills was the most problematic one, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw those reports, and it, it turned out it was him that was trying to make, like, all the win now moves and everything. Scott Perry was more built for the future kind of guy, but um, man, we're coming off a big season. Uh, we had a lot of wins last year in the in the actual season and the off season. So I like this move. We got to keep the crew together. We got to keep Leon and the schools. You know, they gotta they got they gotta finish the job, man. We just started. We can't just we can't just like break up the crew now. So you know, keep them together a couple more years. See what they do. Uh, I'm gonna hang up and listen. You let me know. Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, when when Perry got here, we had to remember that we were still rebuilding. I know, you know, the pessimistic Knicks fan will say, we're always rebuilding. You know, what else is new? But it's the truth. When, when Perry got here, we, we were starting kicking off the rebuild. It, it's not a, a linear path. You know, you're going to have some hits. You're going to have some misses. But I think the flexibility was the key. And that's what they've continued to do uh, now in, in his fourth year with the team. They've continued to, to, to keep their flexibility. Hopefully they hit some more on the draft, and, and we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Uh, there was a super chat that came in. Let me shout you out real quick. Super chat came in from Flavor Phrase, dope name. He says, any concern that re-signing Perry means Brock is on his way out of NY slash MSG? Um, no, I wouldn't necessarily say that. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Maybe, you know, the two-year deal, maybe it gives Brock all of some time to stay under Perry and learn under Perry and be groomed under him until uh, he's ready to take over. But I'm, I don't, I'm not, uh, you know, privy to any... Uh, you know, continuity plans that where, you know, Brock Aller is being like groomed to be the GM, but I don't think it's, it's, you know, a sign that, that his tenure here is, uh, is coming to a close or that, or that he'll be on his way out. You never know what happens within the next few years, whether his name comes up from other teams that want him. And, and if that's the case, then yeah, you're going to have to, you would have to take it unless, again, unless they have something in the works, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not too. Joe from Yonkers. What's good, Joe? Yo, what's happening, CP? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing, bro? Um, yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with uh, the extension. Look, um, 
I look at the situation you were saying about the KP trade. Yeah, the KP trade wasn't pretty, but he cleared a lot of salary. Mm -hmm. And even though the salary wasn't used the way it was supposed to, him clearing that salary has a situation we're in now. He got us extra draft picks, so he cleaned up a lot. Like, he was put in a really bad situation. I look... I look at Perry like Dave Gettleman with the Giants. He needs a couple, had a couple of years to clear salary, and now look, they're in a better position. So yeah. I think the team is just better off just rolling with it. Um, we won last year, so there's no point of um, letting them go and bringing in a new GM after one year. Yeah, no. yeah that definitely didn't make sense, and, and uh, appreciate the call. And like I said, clearly, um, it, it's a sign that there's some harmony in that front office, that that they're on the same page, at least in, in terms of uh, the personnel in the front office. And so Rose's uh, move today indicates such. So let's see what happens, man. We'll see what happens in the war room and what they come up with in the 2021 NBA draft, which is one week away. Uh, let's go to the Discord. My guy Will from LI is in the building. Will, what's going on, bro? There we go. Hey, what's going on, Chief? Long time no talk. How you been? Yeah, man. How you doing, man? All, all is well in this end. Good, good, good. Yeah, my bad, man. There's, there's, there's something wrong with the... Oh, I don't think there's something wrong with the phone. It's just that when I call it, it would say something about like a one-cent charge or something weird like that. So, But I'm on the Discord <laughs> route now. now. I'm liking you, it. So you, I'll you, just call, you call the switchboard collect? They, they still doing collect calls um, nowadays, man? It's but, 2021. Yeah, man. Um, on the topic of Scott Perry, I, yeah. I think it's a good move, man. Really, the thing I hold up against Scott Perry was the Knox pick because I yeah. was one of the camp that really wanted Mikel Bridges. Everything was pointing for him to come to us. Yeah. And we had Knox. I mean, the idea of Knox, a fully fulfilled Knox, was great and, well, would have been great, but he just never got to that point. Right. But I don't hold that against Scott. I, you know, I feel like, you know, this is anything, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he definitely has something to do with the success that came through this year. Yeah. So, I definitely, I, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, going forward, I just want to make some smart moves. Um, I have some talks about the draft, but I know you say you're gonna be doing a show on uh, Sunday. Yeah. So I'll just probably, I'll just probably call in on that. I gotta get my draft ideas going better, uh, and then uh, uh, I'm probably uh, gonna have some uh, one or two scenarios I'm gonna be looking at. Uh, just a sneak peek. It uh, includes a trade with. Uh, oh, okay. Um, for Bledsoe, but I really wanna really look into it more and see what will go into this. But either way, um, yeah, on, on the Scott Perry thing, I say just let it cook, man. I yeah. think that ain't nothing. Scott Perry didn't do nothing wrong to us, and you know, uh, we we just gotta keep this team together and just see what we can do together. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Appreciate the call, Will. Looking forward to uh, some of your draft ideas on Sunday, man, because uh, I know it's gonna be some good ones. I remember the first time I met Will in 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 uh, in public, it was the the lottery party, the lottery party that we had in twenty nineteen when when we got the number three pick. And Will pulled up on us. He had been calling in just on a regular, so we already like was you know familiar with him. But then he yo he came through with a notebook, and and like had all these notes and everything. He's like yo check this out. Like my man literally had a book of rhymes, a book of transactions, X's and O's and everything. Uh, just just having you know conceptualizing different things for the Knicks, man. So when you talk about diehard fans. And and the depths that we go to to improve this team, uh, Will is definitely dedicated, man. So 
Shout out to Will. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Will Sunday. We'll talk to David Zenon on Sunday and and uh, continue with the draft coverage as we uh, count down, man. A couple, couple more days. As far as the draft, you know where we'll be. We'll be right here. I'll have uh, myself, Alex Retaros, the Tratacaster. We'll have um, my guy Chip Murphy. We'll have Chris LeBron, Off Ball Network, coming through. Uh, who else we got? CK2K. And and JD. So it'll be six of us. You guys will be rocking for two hours. We're going to do trivia giveaways, all the good stuff. And and yeah, man, maybe not even two hours. However long the draft is, we'll, we'll be here from beginning to end. So make sure to keep it locked to Knicks Fan TV. You already know it's going to be it's live. And, and we'll see where the Knicks go, man. Like I said, uh, Isaiah Jackson high on the Knicks list. And the other guy high on the Knicks list who I'm hearing is one Trey Murphy. I'm hearing Trey Murphy is a major, major target of the Knicks. So, man, because a lot of the guys that we've been talking to, uh, seems like Trey Murphy's stock is on the rise. He may not even be there for them at 19. So, they may have to make moves to try to get him. Macri's newsletter today also indicated as such. So, he's hearing the same things. Uh, Murphy's stock is on the rise, man. And, and this is a kid who gives us some positional versatility. Can guard the threes, can guard the fours, hits the three at 40% clip. A guy that you can play right away. And there's some scouts out there that feel like he has tremendous upside at the next level. That he could really open things up uh, when he gets to the NBA. So look out for Trey Murphy because I'm hearing that the Knicks are very, very high on this kid. So we'll see what happens. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Angel, I see you. We'll close with you. Let's go to a new caller. Let's go to Gail from North Carolina. Gail, how you doing? Hi, CP. How are you? Good. First time caller, long time. Good, long time listener. I was going to talk about Mitchell Robinson, but I'll I'll stick to the topic. Scott Perry. Okay. Um, I don't really think. Okay, I don't really think he was the issue. I think it was his boss. I think his name was Mill. Yes, the one that they uh, got rid of. Yeah. yeah, he was so Perry is so so. The only thing that I hold against him was Knox. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's Knox has been here like three years. He's done nothing. You yeah. know, aside from the first year, he plays scared. He's just him and Frank. I know they love him. Frankie smokes. I don't get it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't get. It. But thanks for all that you do, and we'll be listening yeah. um, for the draft day. Isn't it Thursday? Thursday, week from today. Is it week th- from today. So tune in and Uh-oh. lock in. Uh, call you back. You know, we'll, we'll be here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Okay. Keep up the good work. We love you, CP. Yeah, what, what was your question? You, you could, you could uh, ask your question. That's okay. Well, the only question I had is, do you think that they're going to keep Mitchell Robinson yeah. as the center? I mean, he, you think so? Well, I would love to. You know, Mitch is my guy, man, and, and I'm a big fan of Mitch. And this year they have a $1.5 or so million dollar team option on, on Mitch. So I think that they will keep him this year. After that, we'll see. You know, Mitch is, has, we, we know that in the offseason, he signed with his sixth agent, uh, firing Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. Uh, he signed on with with another group, and so th- there seems to be some issue there with with him and his his management team. Um, we got to think that he's going to be looking to make some money here. He, he deserves it. How much is he going to be earning, and how much are the Knicks willing to pay him? When you have to factor in that, they're going to have to pay Julius Randle. They're going to look to sign obviously some max or true max contract talent. Ultimately, you're going to have to pay R.J. Barrett. So it, it's going to be hard. You can't, can't keep everybody. And so as much as I would like to see them keep Mitch, it depends on the number. I think it all depends on the number. And at the same time, his development hasn't really progressed to the level that you would like to see it in. I mean, and it's it's his third year. Yes, he still he came in raw. He came in raw and as a project. Uh, but between the injuries and just being a raw project, raw talent, he just hasn't really progressed to where to be. So that could factor in in terms of how much he commands on the open market. Uh, but as far as how he plays on this team, it's going to depend on the personnel around him. And that's why getting a point guard, a playmaking point guard that can excel in the pick and roll is going to be tremendous for his growth. I like the chemistry that he and RJ displayed earlier this season you know the, we would often see in those opening plays they would run three in the rolls for rj and mitch where rj would either try to score himself or they would throw that gotham lob over the top of the defense to mitch and i thought when when mitch went down it kind of hurt rj from a playmaking standpoint because that was kind of his safety valve when he was driving to the hole so i want to see them get into that a bit more get into those actions a, a bit more next season but also if we get a more capable point guard, a solid point guard at, at, at the start, starting position, I think that'll help Mitchell Robinson's game a lot. And then, you know, his stock will, will, uh, will increase from there. So we will see. But I would definitely love to see Mitch here. It just depends on, uh, on what moves they make over the next two years. All right, thanks for the call, Gail. New caller, new caller. Thanks, thanks a lot, Gail. Much appreciated. We're going to keep it in North Carolina. Let's go to D from North Carolina. D, what's going on? Are you with Gail? Are you, are you guys in the same house? No, 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 no. No, no, What's going on, man? But what's going on, CP? Yeah. But see, uh, as far as Perry, you know, yeah. I like the fact that they brought him back, you know, even though he's – not my favorite, you know, as far as things that he's done, but it's showing stability, especially for the, for those max contract players that we want to sign, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why a lot of them never came because there was no stability. You know, it was a mess. Yeah. It was always somebody new coming in, you know, coaches, 
you know, GMs, yeah. it, was, it was never nothing stable. Yeah. So I, I think we're, we're showing them, you know, and it's the same thing with, you know, people saying, you know, they were talking about trading Randall. If you trade Randall after what he did, who, who's going to come? Because there's no loyalty. Right. You know, it, it, it's we, we, we have to change that culture. So them signing Perry was a good thing. Now, you were talking about Mitch. As far as Mitch, I think that me personally, I, I like him, but I think that we should, you know, kind of sell high. And I don't know if he, he has the durability. So, yeah. you know, it, it might be in our interest to, to get something now, you know, while, while his, his stock is high. You know, and I, I, don't, I don't know what you feel, but I also feel that maybe we should try to take advantage of Golden State and their luxury tax and try to get one of those picks from them at least. Yeah, and, and as you said that, um, it was reported today uh, from Jonathan Wasserman on, on, uh, on Macri's um, podcast that, that the Knicks are looking to trade up, which you would expect. And so you fig- factor in that they have the 19th and the 21st pick. I think a low lottery destination would be realistic. And when you look at the draft order, you have Golden State sitting there at 14. Let me let me just pull up the um, the rest of the order real quick. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Let me hit that. Uh, let me get that that draft order going real quick. We'll go through it right now. As a matter of fact. All right. Remember, the show is also avail- uh, presented by Manscaped. Fellas, go to manscaped.com. Promo code Nix for twenty percent off plus free shipping on your lawnmower 4.0. Okay, here's the um, the draft order. And as we see, you got to factor in. Now, the lottery, for those watching at home that aren't familiar, the lottery is 1 through 14. All right? These are the teams that didn't make the playoffs, that and they, and they you know, went into the lottery and, and got their picks. So if you look at this, you have Golden State, who has 7 and 14. You also have Orlando, who has 5 and 8. I don't think they can get up to 8 without adding additional assets outside of what they have in this year's draft. You have um, you have New Orleans sitting at 10. You know, Will from LI said he liked to entertain a Bledsoe trade. Could that number 10 pick be up for grabs if the Knicks were willing to take on Eric Bledsoe and the rest of his, rest of his contract? Could they get creative there? You have Charlotte sitting there at 11. I don't think they go anywhere. San Antonio, would they trade out of there? I don't see it. You know, I think they're rebuilding just as much as anybody and the Pacers as well. So, you know, Sacramento, I don't see them doing that either. I think that 14th pick could be a realistic uh, uh, spot for the Knicks. And if so, who do they target? My target there would be Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. I don't think Moses Moody drops that far out of Arkansas. The swingman out of Arkansas, I don't think he drops that far. But uh, Kispert would be high on my list at 14 if, if he was available. And I think 14, in terms of moving up, realistically, I, I think you know 11 to 14 would kind of be that sweet spot. I just don't see Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana necessarily looking to trade uh, based on the positions that they're in. I think Golden State at 14 would be ideal. Now, what are they looking for in exchange for that? I'm not sure. Are they looking for additional draft picks? Are they looking for a veteran presence? 
it, it's it's not clear. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But yes, the the Knicks are looking to move up in this draft, which you had to figure anyway. All right, uh, Mr. William from Queens. Mr. William, what's going on? My brother, what's good, CP? How you doing, man? How you doing? Man, I'm wonderful. First and foremost, brother, uh, two drinks on me when we get to Vegas. That's first Appreciate and foremost. It. Appreciate not it. Not one, not one, but two. <laughs> I got you for two. Right, I'm coming in on Sunday. I don't. I'm coming in on a Saturday. I don't know when you're coming in, but I'll be there from Saturday to, Saturday, from there, to Saturday to Thursday. Uh, so. I'm coming in on the 8th. I'll be there. And that, that's when it kicks off. I'm still waiting on the actual game schedule uh, to see when the actual games are. But um, there on the 8th. Two, two on me, CP. Appreciate two on it, me. Just remember that. Appreciate it. Um, first of all, I got to say that I totally love the Perry Dale. See, the problem from the GM spot, from everybody prior to this regime, is every one person tried to be everything, mm-hmm. right? You figure Isaiah Thomas. If you watch the Knuckleheads podcast, you know, Q Rich and them were like, yo, you know, Isaiah was our man. Isaiah did this. Isaiah yep. did that. What I like about this regime here. If you watched when they started letting them sit, they were sitting with the players before, you know, fans were allowed in. You've seen Wes being Wes. Wes is allowed to be Wes. Leon is allowed to be Leon. Mm-hmm. Aller is allowed to be Aller. And, and, and Ninja P is allowed to be Ninja P. So I think the thing that works best is that this regime is stable because everybody is allowed to be who they are and not more than what they are. Players feel comfortable with that. So they and I'm not, listen, no GM has a, is batting a thousand in no sport, nowhere, not Belichick in football, not, not anybody in hockey. So you have to figure he's allowed a Kevin Knox on his resume. He's allowed a bad trade here or there on his resume. He has proven to be steady. And I can dig that. And with that kind of steadiness up top, your players are going to want to come here. Players see steady. You see a steady management and 20,000 people in the street after one playoff win. Why wouldn't you want to come here? So that, that right there is why I think this, are there better GMs? Yeah, I'm sure there are, but there's better. And then there's what's better for you. And those two aren't always synonymous. My other point, and then I jump off, and you know I always appreciate you giving me some time, and I will be calling back Sunday for the for when you do the, the draft joint. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing we need to keep in mind is if we move picks to move up, let's say we move with Golden State to get to 14. My opinion is if you pay attention to this, Trey Murphy is moving up the charts. Yeah. Are they Trey Murphy hunting? Could be. And if that's the case, if that's the case, then is 14 what it takes to get him if he's between 14 and 16? Right. That, right. That, that's my thing. So I think if, you, if you're going to move that for that 14th pick, I'm taking Trey Murphy over Corey Crisper only because I think Murphy's a better defender yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, Kispert, than Kispert is. Mm-hmm. So I think going 14, you, you're basically Trey Murphy paralleling. Anything above that, like I don't, I don't see them getting five. No, eight. no, no. Now you get to eight. You get to eight. You're not hunting Trey Murphy. You hunting Moses Moody. You right, hunting somebody right, right. else. That's just my opinion. But I appreciate you, yeah, brother. Appreciate and, you, brother. You know, I'll be tuned in on Sunday. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. 
Yeah, I don't think they can get to eight based on what they'd be willing to give up because I don't think they're going to try to give up next year's pick or the year after that, you know, the 2023 Dallas pick. I think they're going to try to keep some of those in the event that they need that for, you know, an established player, a dame, a beal. I don't, you know, those are kind of far-fetched, but never know. I think they'll still try to keep some flexibility there. So in terms of trying to move up in the draft, I think they'll try to use what they have in this year's draft uh, maybe some second round picks down the road or something like that. But I, I think they'll primarily try to use what they have here and, and try to move up and, and get what they can get. We'll see, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. If you guys are new in the chat, leave me a hashtag new. I'll shout you guys out. If you want to shout out uh, um, Gail from North Carolina, we had a new caller, a new female caller calling in. Uh, to the show, so definitely appreciate that, but yeah, if you guys are new in the chat watching, we definitely uh, appreciate you tuning in, and and uh, leave a hashtag new, man, I'll shout you guys out, we got 663 watching on YouTube, let's get those likes up, hit that thumbs up button, it goes a long way in promoting the show, it's, it tells the YouTube algorithm that Knicks Fan TV is the truth, that we need Knicks Fan TV, and we need more people in here to uh, to support, so your support is definitely appreciated. And uh, and yeah, man, that, that's just a story. All right, we're going to close the show with Angel from Philly. Angel, how you feeling, bro? Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, CP? What's good, bro? What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm good, man. Salute, salute. You know what I mean? Hit that thumbs up for your boys, man. And uh, follow that subscribe button as well, man. Show the show some love. But um, hey, listen, man. Um, You know, as far as the move... um. You know, to be honest, I mean, I'm cool with it. You know, I, I do like the fact that they only gave him two years, so it'll keep him on his post to make, you know, good decisions as well. You know, it's not like we're going to sign him for like five or six years. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's always good to be stable in the front office. You know, you want to show future players, you know, that, hey, you know, we keep our team intact, you know, and we want to see you grow as well. So mm-hmm. that's always a plus, you know, and when you really think about it, um, to be honest, I mean, look at what he had to deal with. You know, when he came, we didn't have no catch speed. We didn't have no draft pick. You know, what did we really have when he got here? He, you know, all he had was James Dolan. We already know how that turned out. So, you know, when you look at what he had to deal with, bro, I mean, look at what he turned his team in. Now, I do think that when Leon Rose came, that kind of saved his job, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I thought, you know, if we were going to be god-awful, you know, this year, then I think he was going to be out, to be honest. That's just, that's just my opinion. Probably. But, you know, everybody know this is a hit-and-miss league. And, um, you know, once Leon Rose came, you know, I thought that was really, really good. You know, you brought in Coach Tiz. And, you know, I'm lacking the direction of this team. You know, for the first time in a long time, you know, we can actually see progress, you know, mm-hmm. as far as this team in the future, you know. And, um I honestly think, though, this team coming up this year, I just got a feeling we're going to be a lot younger. You know, I don't think Bullock is coming back, even though I would like him. I don't think Burks is coming back. I would like him back as well because, you know, he he was really a good player for us. And, you know, um, I I don't think Noel's coming back. You know, I don't know about Taj Gibson either. So, you know, I I got a feeling, you know, this team is going to be a lot younger, more athletic. You know, and I think hopefully, you know, um, if they don't make any major trade that, um, you know, they can give Obi some time. Cause, you know, I'm, that's my favorite player. You know, I'm an yeah. Obi guy. But, 
you know, um, I'll be honest, bro. Like, every time people keep talking about Kevin Knox, they just make me mad that, you know, we didn't take Bridges, man. It's just, yeah. man, like, I, I can't believe we didn't take him. But all in, all in all, man, I mean, when you look at the, the, the direction of this team, I mean, how could you not feel good about it, bro? You know, and even if we didn't sign him right now, who else were we going to get right now anyway? Yeah. So I, you know, it's a good move, y'all. You know, it's really a good move, and you know, it's like it's like they say, man, take it one day at a time. You know, be patient. You know, and these superstars, man, they're gonna come to New York. You know, we we just gotta build first, y'all. You know, what I'm saying we were a fourth seed with no point guard. You know, <laughs> so it's um, it's just one day at a time, bro. And um, and and gotta give you a shout out, man, because you know. You be handing Max Kellerman them L's as well, bro, and that 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 shit that had me laughing, yo. I'm still laughing at that. So, you know, I'm definitely proud of you, bro, and uh, keep doing your thing. And uh, it, as always, th- thank you for taking my call, bro. Of course, appreciate of course, it, man. Angel from Philly, Angel, appreciate the call. Definitely appreciate that, man. And and as you said, man, one day at a time. That's so. That's the only way we could do it. And and we'll just let the chips fall where they may, man. But uh, after this season, you know, they, I think they've obviously they've they've earned a little bit of leeway. I think the pressure's still going to be on for them to continue on this trajectory and try to get better. How much better they get, we shall see, man. Wow, you know, it's so funny. Um, I was pulling up this uh, this Instagram post to talk about the Bullock situation and. Strangely enough, it, it my Instagram on on uh, on the internet pulled up a throwback video from this was from 2017, I believe, and it was Knicks versus Portland, and at the Garden, I see Michael Beasley there, you see Frank, and you see Timmy getting into it, and uh, it was a moment where Nurkic had gotten under somebody's skin. I think it was Frank or something, or him and Canner had gotten into it, and then. And then Frank comes in to step in, and ultimately the end of the game, Dame just goes off and starts cooking us. But either way, I posted this on, this was 190 weeks ago. I posted this, this was November 28, 2017, and I posted this this GIF on on uh, on Instagram, kind of just making fun of the situation and, and talking about how, uh, how, how tough Frank was in this moment. And would you believe it? Who comments on this video, November 28th, 2017, but one, Damian Lillard, who said this gave us four free throws and basically ended their run and the game. SMH. CP getting trolled by Dame Dallas, November 28th, 2017, on uh, on, on Instagram. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm copy this and paste it in the chat. So you guys can have a laugh. But yeah, that was uh, interesting that, that I came up on that. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, I want to shout out um, Jet Life for Life. What's going on, Jet Life for Life? Team Hashtag New. How you feeling? Palazzo N, Team Hashtag New. Uh, Team Remington 3, welcome to the show. I got Jet Life for Life, man. Shout out to Currency. It's one of my favorite artists. JG says he's not new, but can be a bit more consistent. I appreciate the uh, the honesty there. Jason A, appreciate you. And uh, yeah, man, everybody in team hashtag new. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? 
Yeah, this was this was Dame Troll right after the game. I get a I get a notification like Damian Lillard commented on your post. And this is 2017, so we couldn't have had more than maybe a thousand followers on Instagram right now. Now we're we're creeping up on 20, so make sure you guys are following on Instagram. But yeah, this was this was uh Dame Dame in his in his troll bag, uh, you know, sticking it to us after a W. So that that was kind of funny. You know, would always love for him to be in the Nick uniform, but just at the right price. You know what I mean? Just just at the right price, but whatever, Dane. But anyway, yeah, the uh, the news, as Angel said, um, Reggie Bullock, according to uh, Berman on the Post, has received some interest on the free agent market from the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Sixers. So what do you guys think about that? Bullock, um, you know, 10.9 points per game, 41% shooting. I thought Bullock was, he had an up and down season. I thought first half he started off very slow. There were moments where I didn't appreciate the fact that he was getting so much burn over the younger guys. I thought, you know, I didn't like the fact that Kev was getting buried in in, uh, in favor of Bullock. But I thought as the year progressed, he really got better and really helped his team. I thought the chemistry with him and Julius were on point. The two-man game in the pick and roll, um, off-ball cutting by Bullock. He was the best cutter on the team. And ultimately, his as he shot more threes, which is what I was looking for him to do all season, he became better, and, and it made the team better. And that's what we needed because we, we were hurting so bad from three that uh, as soon as he, he came in and started doing that, I, I thought it helped us out. But then in the playoffs, you know, he got exposed from the standpoint of we needed shot creation. Needed more shot creation in the starting lineup. And the problem with Bullock was that he just gave you none to the point where they, the Hawks were able to park Trey Young on him and even shut him down at points. You know, Trey Young was even up in his grill when Bullock had the ball. He just can't put the ball on the floor. And, and, and I thought that hurt us in the starting lineup, just not having – uh, that that type of potency in the lineup, and so even though Bullock, you know, gave you versatility as a defender, always took the toughest assignment. You know, got to give him credit there. Three point shooting was there. I would bring him back on a cheap deal if he's coming off the bench. If he's coming off the bench, no more no more starting. Uh, I, as I said, he gave us some some good solid contributions this season that that kept us in position to maintain that four seed. You got to give guys credit for that. But, you know, ultimately, we have to look towards the future. But if it's on a cheap deal and he wants to come back, obviously he has a lot of chemistry here with these guys. I, I would look into it. Depends. I'd rather keep Burks. But we'll get into that on a later show. We'll do a cut him or keep him with some of the pending free agents. But what do you guys think in the chat uh, just off the rip? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Would you keep Bullock or would you let him walk? What do you think, man? But, yeah, playoffs. They completely shut him down on playoffs. Game two, he came alive, but that was that was pretty much it, and it was disappointing from there. I think we just need more versatile shot creation, and it reminded me of when uh, Steve Novak got shut down in Knicks tape in the playoffs. I mean, Novak wasn't nearly as defender as Bullock was, but just offensively, as soon as the Pacers were able to run him off the three-point line, he was he was a statue. He was a stiff, and that's basically what Bullock had turned into in the playoffs. He just had no movement to him, no shot creation to him. And it, it made our offense very much limited. So we got to make some moves there and, and, and upgrade the position. All right. Great show, everybody. Once again, appreciate everybody for tuning in. 
Seems like the sentiments are pretty positive as far as Scott Perry's concerned. So, uh, we'll see what happens, man. The return of Ninja P. The return of Ninja P, man. I think it's good. I think it's good for the sake of continuity and and to keep this team moving forward in a, in a positive momentum, positive direction. And so... I, I, I certainly agree with it. So welcome back, Ninja P. Please get us some more players that are better than Reggie Bullock. <laughs> That's just all I can say right now. Uh, remember, this show is available in audio podcast format as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the major networks. Can't miss it. If you guys don't catch it on video, you can always catch it on audio. Shout out to everybody that's working right now. Getting ready to work the graveyard shift, all the Uber drivers, all the truck drivers, everybody that's that's working at nighttime right now on the grind. I salute you guys, man. Hopefully we're getting you through your nights. And Sunday, David Zenon coming back on Sunday. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Look out for the time. It'll be sometime in the evening time when everybody's home. So make sure you look out for that announcement. And then next Thursday, NBA Draft 2021. Who will be the newest members of the New York Knicks? We shall see, man. A couple other quick tidbits, man. For, for those of you that are new, make sure... This is the this is the front page of uh, Knicks Fan TV YouTube. I have all of our content categorized in playlists. So come straight to the page, youtube.com slash KnicksFanTV. And everything is here for you. You have your all-season central playlist. All of our all-season discussions, free agency, trade, so on and so forth. Then you have your draft playlist. All of our past guests. We, yesterday we had Derek Murray. Last week we had uh, last week we had um, Jonathan Watchman from Bleacher Report. Some of the might some of the uh, clips from these shows. The draft playlist is right here. So make sure you catch up on that. You have a week to catch up. Learn expert analysis breakdowns on all the prospects in this draft. We covered literally everybody that you can think of. Alright, another playlist we had we had the Knicks versus Hawks playoff series. If you guys want to go back in time and see some of that, you know, some some tough, tough moments obviously, but the game two, the game two uh uh series the game two content was obviously good from MSG. You have my interview with Jerry Ferrara, which is also good. Make sure you catch that. CP versus Max Kellerman. All of my appearances on ESPN's Max Kellerman show are right here. You can see me, uh, you know, running Max Kellerman out of town, shutting him down every show, as I usually do, as Angel said. So, uh, just yesterday, we talked about uh, Game 6 in the NBA Finals. Giannis, is he now the face of the league? What's next for Chris Paul? Is it Are we now in a big man era? So we talked about that. So all of my appearances on the Max Kellerman Show on ESPN are right here on this playlist. You have uh, the special guest appearances playlist. All our past guests, dignitaries, celebrities, former players, my parents on the Fat Joe Show, uh, Dr. Dick Barnett, Meta World Peace. You know, for some of you that haven't seen it, Ariel Owani, formerly of ESPN, just left um, a ton. Just just click on that special guest appearances. Just click on play all. And just let it run. Uh, you can go through some of our past uh, post-game live streams from this past season. We have Court Vision, which is our film breakdowns. We're going to be doing some more Court Vision in the future as well. So, yeah, this is where all the content is organized for you guys, man. So, if you miss anything, just go to these playlists, hit play all, and, and you're good to go, man. So, 
I will see you guys Sunday with David Zenon. Salute to everybody in the chat once again, man. Appreciate everybody for supporting.